Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Three Geeks Conversation. I am joined by Brian from Season 5 of The Circle. Was it Season 5, Season 4 of The Circle? And I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, you So you came on the show as Brittany. And I want to know, like, what is the process like to uh, get on the show? Oh, man. So there's two different processes to get on the show. One, they recruit people who are already known you know, influencers, comedians, et cetera. Um, they recruit them. And then um, people like me <laughs> who had approximately about 150, 200 followers on Instagram, uh, essentially a, a nobody, you know, if you want to call it that. Um, so basically one day I decided to apply for the show. We had big Ben fans, big fans of the show uh, for the first uh, couple of seasons. And we were watching it. And then my fiance said, hey, you should uh, try to go on. I was like, you know what? I should try, but with no, in, in a million years, never thought I would actually be cast. So I sent in an application um, video. I just did a little thing saying, hey, my name is Brian. I'd love to be on the circle. Put out a little application as well to go along with it. And then two months later, they called me back and said, hey, would you like to be on the circle? Um, and I said, yeah. And then, so it wasn't as simple as that. I had to go through multiple, multiple interviews with multiple casting directors. And then after that, I had to go uh, to the Netflix people. And if they liked me, I had to, uh, you know, go through a process with them. And so finally at the end, they said, yeah, we're sending you to the UK. Um, and then I went to the UK and the rest is history. So it, it took several months to go through the entire process. How long are you there filming? Is it a week? So no, it, it's a long time. So we were we were in the UK for approximately five weeks, five weeks in the UK. And so the first couple of weeks, because you got to remember, um, we filmed during COVID time. So it was 2021 when we filmed the show. So it was a long time ago. And so it was during that time when uh, the in the UK they had COVID restrictions. So we had to go there. I had to take a bunch of COVID tests before I went there. And then as soon as I landed, I had to take COVID tests essentially uh, a few times a week. So they wanted to make sure we were quarantined and clear. Um, and then um, about, I'd say after being there for about maybe three weeks, that's when they call you and say, hey, you're going on the show. Because you're not guaranteed to go on the show uh, when you're over there. So you fly over there and they say, all right you still have to uh, go through the process um, because when you see the intro uh, where they introduce everyone during that time, I had no idea I was actually going to be on the show. That was about a week and a half before I actually went into the studio. And so when you're doing that, you still don't know if you're going to be on the show because a, you know, all the application stuff is done by zoom kind of like this. And so you may be a great zoom person, but in, in real life, you know, when you're in front of all the executives, the producers and everyone and lights, camera, action, you could freeze up like a, a deer in headlights. So they wanted to make sure that you were, you know, OK with handling that pressure. And so and, and then you're just you're just in you're just in quarantine, essentially, uh, for several weeks. And it, it's a it's a it's a process. Uh, but then you're like the day before I went in the house, they said, hey, you're going in. And so that's how I got in. So you're you're there for about five weeks. Um, total, uh, you know, for the entirety of the production. Wow, that's that seems intense because you got to quarantine for 
COVID, and then you're essentially isolating yourself again while you're on the show, except through like chats and so yeah, it's 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 a lot, you know. You have to be you have to be strong enough to handle the pressure of a being alone, the pressure of not knowing what's happening. And and it's important to go through it like, all right, you know, my whole process during the whole thing was, hey, if I get on, great. If I don't, it's a fun story to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it it was a lot, um, you know, to go through the process. But it's not one of those things where it was one of my lifelong dreams to be on the show. You know, I wasn't an influencer. I wasn't applying for a bunch of reality TV shows. This was just a whim uh, to see if I could actually go on. And so the fact that I actually even got to go that far, even if I got sent home from the UK before I even got on the show, I would have been fine with it because it would have been just an amazing thing to get that far because there are so many people that apply for the show. So I, on the show, you mentioned that you wouldn't do it this everything the way you did it again if you had to repeat it now that you've watched the show back um or you know like a lot of the outcomes and so forth does that opinion still stick would you still do everything the way you did uh no so i would have kept my positive mindset you know i would have stayed positive but i would have opened up a lot more see i'm, I'm a big reality tv fan like uh the, the more strategic shows like you know, Survivor, Big Brother, shows like that. And so I'm used to I'm used to people, um, you know, kind of playing it close to the vest at first. And then as you go on, you, you get a lo- little bit more information out. You you form your your tribe and then, you know, you share your information with them and them only. And then you kind of work your way and navigate through. So I definitely would have connected a lot more, a lot sooner on the circle because it's so unique because where you're talking to people you don't even know if you're actually talking to that person and secondly you don't know their reaction to what they're telling you because i if you watch the show you saw that you know when i was talking to people they didn't tell me that i wasn't giving them enough they didn't tell me that i wasn't you know sharing enough information it was all rainbows and sunshine like oh i love you you're great but behind the scenes when they're in their apartments they were like Oh, you know, you're doing terrible. This is awful. This is horrible. You know, and so in, in a in a reality TV show where you're with everybody in the same room, where you can see and and kind of see how they're reacting to you, uh, with their you know their facial feedback, you know the way they're talking to you, that would have been a lot easier for me. But with being on the circle and you're being you know in in a house, you know, an apartment by yourself. You don't get that feedback. So I definitely would have came out a little stronger a lot sooner and just give them more information because that is apparently what they wanted. So I would have done some things differently as far as just connecting quicker and just giving more information. But my my strategy was to go in, to be quiet, silent, not a threat, and just wait for someone to make that mistake. And that obviously didn't work. So I would have changed that part of it. Yeah, I, I thought you did great. Uh, it, it can't be easy going in as your daughter and then having to flirt with boys. Like I have a daughter too, and I was I was watching you, and I'm like, I can relate to this. This is, has to be rough because <laughs> you're pretty much selling them on your daughter, and it's like weird. It's weird in a way, but it's you know, it's not weird. It's yeah, I get it, man. I I I would probably do the same thing you did. I'd probably go in as my daughter because I you know going in as an older dad. You, you don't think that that's going to resonate as well as somebody that's younger. 
Yeah, and and you know, whenever during the the beginning of the casting process, right? It's you get freedom to kind of choose. When, when you're talking to the casting people and the producers, uh, they ask you ahead of time, like, okay, what is your game plan going in? Because one thing, if you ever apply for a, a reality TV show, it's it's crucial to have a game plan. Like, what's your game plan going in? What you plan on doing? And so I gave them three different options. I was either going to go in as myself, which honestly, that is that was my preference to go in as myself. I wanted to be myself. I wanted to be me because it's a lot easier to be myself. And then I told them I could be my fiance, Amber, or my daughter, Brittany. And once they heard my daughter, Brittany, they ran with that. They were like, yes, do it. That is how you're going to get on the show because, you know, it, it's not only, you know, you're competing on the show, you're competing to get on the show. You know what I'm saying? So the hardest part of it was competing with the other contestants to get on this show because they're, they, they, they cast a wide net. There's a lot of people that want to go on the show. And so, you know, I, I preferred to have myself to go in as myself because that would have been a lot easier, but they really wanted that Britney aspect. And, you know, I talked to her about it and she was so excited. Uh, she loves the show as well. Riley was so excited. My granddaughter, they were like, yeah, it's going to be so fun and cool to pretend like, you know, I was them and they were completely on board with it. They love the thought of it. And and so I, I made sure, you know, and, and the whole like, oh, I'm going to flirt with someone. That was just kind of like me kind of selling to get on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But was I really going to flirt with anyone as my daughter? No. And as you saw on there, I didn't flirt with one person. You know, that wasn't going to be my strategy going in. I, I was just going to play quiet, silent, get some information and then strike at the right moment. I, I just didn't have the opportunity to do so. And by the time that I wanted to execute my game plan to where I thought, okay, now it's time to make a move, it was just too late. Yeah, this season was weird. Like the last few seasons, it's been all about strategy. Like the first season seemed more like it was about connections. And this season seemed like it was a little bit of both. Like, you know, like um, Chaz, uh, Sam, like, uh, um, um, oh man, I'm blanking Raven? on her name. Raven, Jazz Sam Raven, Raven. Yes, they yeah. legitimately were connected, and they were the top three. There's a reason they were the top three because they were playing as themselves, trying to build those connections and so forth. Um, I was a big fan of Jennifer. Um, they definitely played with strategy, yeah. <laughs> but um, they got voted off first, so I don't blame them for coming back with the strategy. And, and I think they came back with Avengers. I think they came back. They were like, you know what? I don't care. You know, they got rid of me. Now they're going for blood because they 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 went with that mindset like, all right, try to make that connection um, and playing with your heart a little bit. Although it, it, didn't, it didn't have much time. It was literally just like that. And they were gone. So I understand them wanting to play a little bit more of a cutthroat game because they had already been blocked. So they had nothing to lose at that point. Mm -hmm. and so and I mean, that's the best of both worlds coming in as an older person which everyone said that I would have been great at, and I would have been, but coming in as an older person like Jen did, and then having both uh, the male and female perspective, to, to have that, both sides of it, and to combine it with one person. And you know, Brett, he's from Big Brother, and so he already had that advantage of being on a reality TV show, and Xanthi is just awesome. She's so smart, she's so intelligent, she's so quick, and so the combination of those two I think if maybe they would have came in as Jen at first and made that initial connection, they may and and if they would maybe have kept Tom, 
that maybe they would have went further in the game. And, and well, I know they went to the end, but maybe they could have got a little higher as far as the last round of voting at the finale. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, was a, it was a great season. Shubon got totally screwed. Like he didn't, he stood no chance coming into the game. He did. Oh man. I was so, I felt so, I was so excited for him to be on there. I'm like, but my daughter was watching it with me. It's the first time seeing the circle. And I'm like, dude shabam she's like who and then she watched it. he's like she's like he's not very good i'm like well he didn't get a chance <laughs> that was very, and the funny thing is is that i didn't know you know at because the the circle is the way it is you know i didn't know shabam was actually in the game until the finale when he came out that completely blew my mind and so i kind of knew and if you see at the finale i kind of you know knew bruno was a catfish um, and then when Billie Jean came out, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And then but when Shubham came out, I was like, I had no concept. I was like, what in the world? It was like, like just like uh, Xanthi said, it was like kind of like meeting Drake. And I was like, what in the world? It's like a superstar. You're like awestruck. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I wish there was a, a, a world where I could have played with Shubham when they had and they tried to overthrow everyone where they try to have the revolution because I would have gone, I, I would have gone with them because I knew that based upon the way the show was going is that the top three, the big three, they were dominating the game. And it was clear that, you know, you either had to be with them and then maybe chop them off the end, or you had to get rid of them right then and there. And I think that he had the right strategy that, you know what, we're not going to win unless we overthrow them. It's just that he was dealt a very difficult, very difficult hand to be thrown in there. And it, it, and you could see, you know, and it made me feel a little bit better about my fate on the game when I saw how much he struggled playing a woman, um, you know, and trying to just navigate that. It's very difficult uh, for a woman to play a man, man to play a woman um, on these types of shows. It's very difficult because – like, okay, I have to pr pretend to be someone of the opposite sex. How do I do that? And you can't just go in as yourself because you saw that first season. He was a superstar. Everyone loved him. He killed it. He slayed him and Joey. But then when he came in as someone else, he was like, you know, it was so hard for him to navigate that. And that just shows how difficult it is. And also you saw how much different the gameplay was um, from season one to season five. I was like, this ain't your season one circle. This is a season five circle. And you had to make that connection quick and you had to really work with it. And then you just had to, you know, hope for the best. And that's kind of what Chaz and Raven and Sam did. They just dominated, not really from the beginning because Sam was at the bottom. And that first vote, Sam was struggling. She was number eight at that first vote. She didn't have that big connection other than with, with uh, Chaz. And so you saw she was at the bottom. And so she kind of worked her way up. And once she got that connection with Chaz and kind of figured it out, you saw how much she rose up. But, you know, I just wasn't ready to make that big, you know, I'm going to lay it all out there um, and tell you my game plan yet. Like, why would I tell you my game plan? I don't know you. It's day one or two. Why would I do that? But I guess that's what you had to do in this version of the circle. So, yeah, it changes every year, it seems. Um so I, I've interviewed Lee Swift and I interviewed um, Sammy from season one. 
and they they always said that you know after the season's done the, the rest of the old cast members they like welcome them in and so on and so forth has that been your experience too leaving the show like seasons one through four they're like embraced it's like a big circle family oh yeah the circle family is a, a really tight-knit uh close group of people uh they all embrace you we had a rap party uh the middle of january and everyone flew to la and all of the old cast members they all either came out or they made sure that they had some type of you know way to reach out for the most part most of them did so they all just said, oh, my gosh, I love you. You're great. You're awesome. On social media, like, you know, just people that I found that were just like superstars, like Chris Sapphire, Courtney Revolution, uh, you know, of course, Shugum, you know, and, you know, the people from season, you know, four and three and two and one and just all of them were just amazing. And they're so nice to each other. And just like our cast, like our cast is super tight. We're super close. We have a WhatsApp chat. Um, you know, that still goes on strong. And, you know, we, we do our best to try to keep that connection because, you know, you don't really have that big connection while you're in the circle house because you don't really know who they are. You try to make that big connection, but it's not like, you know, those other shows where you're with them and you get to talk to them and give them high fives. You know, you don't really know them. So it was important after the show to, to maintain that connection and have that group chat and it, it and it just formed into this big like lifelong family bond not only with our season but the other seasons because they're really good at keeping that connection and i think that's unique with our franchise because you don't always see that with all the other franchises so the circle is special circle is so isolating you guys all share that experience of being isolated for so long especially during covid that I'm sure it bonds you and because you have a unique experience that only 45 to 60 other people share with you. Yeah. And it, it is so, you know, going through a show, if you've never done it before, you've never gone through that process, going through a show like from before the casting, casting, during the filming, after, and then when it finally releases, it's like a whirlwind of emotions and, you know, People talk about you online, go to or bad. You see yourself where you have no chance to edit yourself. You have no say on the edit. They edit you how they want to edit you, good or bad. Um, and you don't get a chance to filter things or cut things out like you do on social media or your own page. And so just the anticipation of that was so, so difficult. And, you know, I didn't always handle it great. You know, I'm an older guy, you know. And I've seen a lot, and, and I'm not an influencer, but it, it it affected me. It was difficult. I can't imagine like how these people on these shows do it over and over and over again. Maybe it's easier after you do it first, or maybe you just don't care. But man, it it, it was a it, it's definitely a, a a roller coaster of emotions going through the process. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine because, like you said, you didn't really have a social media presence and. Now your social media shot up, I imagine. Did your daughter shoot up too, just based on name recognition? So it's hilarious because I'm the only person on social media. Like my daughter doesn't post anything on social media. She doesn't have an Instagram. She doesn't have a Twitter. She has a TikTok, but she just sends me funny TikToks, so she never posts on there. So it's funny because, you know, my my my, my uh, followers did shoot up afterwards, not astronomically, and I think that's good because I don't know if I can handle, you know, like 50, 100, 200,000 
you know, followers, you know, I think some of these have a million followers. Like I, I I'm kind of glad I wasn't the star of the show because I don't know how I would have handled that. It was hard enough for me to deal with, you know, just the first batch of release. I was kind of relieved that I wasn't really in the, the second batch and the third batch. I, I mean, I was a little bit the first part of episode five, but like after that, I was like, ah, okay, I can relax. No more episodes are coming out that feature me except for the finale. And I wasn't the main character. So, you know, and just talking with everyone, you know, it, you know, it, it's a net positive being on a show like this, you know, there's ups and downs, but for the most part, it's a great experience, but just that trauma bonding with everyone, you know, because you're not used to getting all these things like, you know, people talking about you on Twitter, sending you DMs, crazy stuff. It's like, you know, and, and it's easy to say from the outside looking at, oh, why don't you just block them out? Why don't you just delete them? But, you know, you want to make those connections after a show like this. You want to meet people like you. You know, if I didn't check my DMs, I wouldn't have be I wouldn't be on this show right now. You know, you want to make those connections and and build those relationships and network. And to do that, you have to read your DMs. You have to, you know, read the responses that you get on there because you can miss out on opportunities. And so, you know, it's easier said than done to kind of tune that out. But it, it's it's been a really great learning experience. And I think it's made me a stronger person afterwards because I'm able to handle, you know, that situation a lot better if more things were to come in the future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit on uh, Instagram chat and I got to say, I'm surprised like that the circle, like you didn't do better because you're a great communicator through Instagram. So I hope they give you a second chance, like Shubham to come back and kill it. Cause I think you will. You know, now that I've been on it and I realize, you know, what the game is, cause you know, I only got to see the first, first and second uh, seasons, you know, by the time the third season came out, that's when I went into the house. So I had no opportunity to see the third season. So I based my strategy on, you know, I'm going to have just like a quiet, non-threatening, non-game playing person, just a person who, you know, you don't see as a threat, you know. And typically that does that does well because you want to get out your threats and your competitors. And so I thought that if I played that, that that would go well and it didn't. But for me you know, I would love to go on a circle again. Great. Wonderful. You know, I don't think I'm going to be on any all-stars because I didn't do so well. And you got to, you got to make it far. And there's a lot of heavy hitters on this show. I don't think I'd ever be back as an all-star, maybe as a throw-in goofy guy to come in later on just for fun. But I think I would do better in situations where I'm face-to-face with you. Mm-hmm. So I can see you because my job as an investigator, I can see your face. I can read your body language. I can see how you're reacting to me. I can see how you react to other people reacting to me. And so I read all that stuff. So that would be easy. I, I would I would clean up on a show like that if I was face-to-face. Put me on Survivor Big Brother and, and or any of those shows like Detroit. Lights out. It's over. I'm winning it. I'm taking home the trophy, no doubt. But it, it's, it's a lot harder with the circle. And, you know, it's not one of those things where you get to talk to people all day all day long you know it's not like one of those things where you can have endless chats uh endless conversations you know you can't pick to have like group chats with everyone that you want anytime you want to that's not how it goes and so it was very difficult for me a to you know navigate that and b to kind of do that in a way uh that i would be successful because i was too in my head ahead of time trying to be a 27 year old girl which was not good (laughs) 
my, my last question is what did you do during the downtime? Is it a lot of reading that goes on? So funny thing is there is not that much downtime. You think there's a lot of downtime. There is not that much downtime. What I did in my downtime was cool down. So I don't know if you noticed, I was hot in that thing. You could see me sweating in the circle. And so there was a heat wave in Manchester when we were filming. And so the, the, the apartment was so, so, so hot the first three days uh, that all I did in between was get ice packs and stuff them down my shirt and put bags of peas on my head and just try to cool down and rest because the filming is so long during the day. So you really don't have that much downtown. There's a lot of filming that goes on because there's a lot of stuff that you don't see yeah. that they don't put in the final show. So they have a lot of content. So you don't have that much downtime. But for the most part, my downtime was just trying to cool down and relax and try to just relax from all the, the tension from being on the circle. Yeah, I talked to Lee about that when he was on. He's like, you know, there's a lot of conversations that they don't show. Because I, I asked him about it. I said, it seems like, you know, people get allied really quickly. And he's like, yeah, but you don't always see everything that led to that particular moment. They're just showing the highlights. And yeah, I bet. I bet it's a lot. Did you lose track of time in that apartment building? You don't know what time it is. There are no clocks in there. And so I remember when I was blocked, um, I was talking to production and they said, do you know what time it is? I said, I have no idea. They were like, it's three in the morning. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like a Vegas casino. It's like you have no way out. You can't get out. And you're stuck there. And you just have to play this crazy wild game, you know, for 18 to 20 hours a day. And so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you don't see. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And it's just a fun world. And, I, I, you know, I would I would do it again in a heartbeat. You know, I, I, I'm glad I went on. I would change my gameplay up, but hindsight's 2020. So I'm happy with what happened. The winner won. Uh, and they were deserving, and it played out the way it did. I, I I finished where I was supposed to finish based on my gameplay because I didn't play well enough to move forward, and I'm happy with that. Brian, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I'm glad we got to connect on Instagram. I hope that we get to chat again in the future. Um, where can everybody find you online? So Instagram, Worldwide Bri. Uh, you can find me on there. I'm on there all the time doing some fun, cool stuff. Twitter, you can find me on there talking about a few things, Mr. Worldwide Bry. I don't really do TikTok because I haven't figured out how to do a TikTok. I'm just like, I don't know how to do TikToks, but mainly Instagram is where you can find me. And I have a few fun things coming up soon. So stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Everybody, you guys can find us at Three Geeks Podcast, at Three Geeks J, and we'll see you guys real soon. Thanks a lot.